with Tech Supreme. I missed you guys. It's been a couple weeks since I posted an episode. I went on vacation last week with my wife. We went to the Dominican Republic, which I did talk about, I believe. Um, but now we're back and we're getting back into the groove of things right in time for the holidays. Uh, today is Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, I hate when people say shit like that, but I just did. Uh, so, you know, we're getting ready for the, for the Christmas season, for the Christmas Day uh, family ac- uh, activities. I'm looking forward to it. A little worried about the COVID variants going out. I got I got a homie who who caught COVID. Uh, he's been dodging it for two years, so good 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 for him for you know uh, dodging it for so long. Also good for him for being okay and and not having any complications. Now I got another dude that I met through music uh, in uh, A three C Atlanta, which is a music festival a few years ago. Well, actually many years ago, but we've maintained uh, you know our uh, being friends on Instagram. But he didn't have uh, a good about with it he just got released from the hospital last week he was he was posting videos it was very very eye-opening very very scary uh the struggles that he had with breathing and being intubated uh i think i said that correctly it's crazy so more and more people are catching covid right now it's spreading like wildfire um luckily the omicron or the i like to call it the marion um variant is uh, mild if you've been vaccinated so you know me i'm a vaccinated guy I've got my booster because I wasn't going to leave the country without it having a booster because uh, I, don't, I just don't like that, that extra stress of like not really knowing. But it's crazy out here. So get yourself vaccinated. If you're not, if you're anti-vax, you know, cool. Um, fuck you. But, you know, it is what it is. So let's just start the episode off with the journey update. Now, when I went to vacation last week, me and my wife, you know, we've been on this fitness journey. We've been losing weight and it's been going really good. I assume that when I went on vacation, my eating would be crazy, which, you know, whenever time you go to a resort out of the country, all inclusive, uh, the food is never bad food. You know what I'm saying? Like Americans eat shitty food, right? We eat pizza, burgers, French fries, fried chicken. Your plates are brown. But in other countries, it's not really like that, at least in the Caribbean. Um, So it, it wasn't bad food. It was more food that I'm used to eating for sure. And I was counting calories as best as I could while I was out of town, uh, out, of, out of the country. And I've obviously, you know, with the journey, we've kind of stopped drinking altogether. I probably drank in two, maybe three times since September. But obviously on the resort, you drink because uh, it's, it's all inclusive. Like, yeah, I drank. I didn't get crazy stuff for one night, got really super crazy. My wife got, you know, had a good time the first night. Um, but besides that, we drank, but we didn't go overboard at all the rest of the trip. Um, but, it, you know, it, we weren't abstaining or anything like that. We were just kind of just kind of going with the flow. And the flow wasn't get blizzard drunk. It should never be that at a resort, I don't think. Um, not, at least not consistency for, you know, how many days you're there. You don't want to be blackout drunk the entire time. That's ridiculous. Um, but I still expected to gain weight when I got home. And I wasn't even going to check the scale until a week later. But I, I was too curious. So I got on the scale. My wife got on the scale. And we'd only gained two pounds, uh, which is absolutely befuddling compared to what we've been eating and drinking and not drinking beforehand. But we only gained a couple pounds. I attested to a lot of the uh, the uh, the food is not being fried. Uh, so your, your calories aren't going up because of that. 
also the level of activity that you're doing. We did a lot of walking. I went to the gym a couple times during the week and I loved the gym. I had one of the best gyms on the resort that I've been to. Uh, so I got a good workouts in um, and rest. So I, I, I'm super excited about that. And then by Wednesday, which was uh, yesterday uh, from filming this, I'm down to lower than I was before I left. So that is also amazing. I, I looked. I, one thing that I thought was weird that I didn't expect to feel was I was super excited to get home to eat clean again. You know what I'm saying? To be in control of what I eat, which is a, a very, uh, for me, we used to always go on these resorts and we used to come home and we'd be like, all right, we're about to get some grace fried chicken or some Jack Nolan's burgers. And I love those spots in St. Louis. But this time it was more like, I can't wait to cleanse my body, get back in the, into my gym, my comfort zone, um, get back in my fitness pocket, my, my nutrition pocket. And, you know, that's what we did. And I've been enjoying it all week. Um, you know, it's weird to be addicted to, this lifestyle but you really do get addicted to it you get it's only after you see results though because that first month when you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to eat healthy you really don't see anything you don't see any results the scale's not really moving because i guess you i think your metabolism needs time to kind of adjust um then it's every time i've had a, a big focus on weight loss i've had that first month where it's just like not working and i think even this year i've tried it earlier this year and i got discouraged in that first month and you can never do that you have to you have to power through and and trust the process, which is something that even when I had a plateau a couple months ago, you got to trust the process. The process works. It's foolproof, honestly. And so I'm super excited about that. Uh, now, let's talk about the Dominican Republic for a second. It's such a beautiful country. Um, now, just so you know, it's one island with Dominican Republic on one side and Haiti on the other side. Um, I think Dominican makes up most of the island. Um, the people there are beautiful. They look like me, like black people, and I love that. They're all super nice. And I was talking to uh, this random guy from South Carolina. We went on an excursion uh, doing Polaris, which is like um, a four-wheeler. Um, and we stopped at the bathroom at the end, and the guy was talking to me about you know, his wife's birthday and um, all this stuff. But he was like, man, the people on this island are so resilient, man. Like They take so little and make so much out of it. You know, And, we're, and he's like, we're, we go home, and the average home is like $50,000, which is way more than it is in Dominican, I assume. But you can tell visually when you look at the, at, at the, city, the, the, the towns and the cities, um, you know, they, we take it for granted and we complain a lot and we shouldn't do that because you have these people who are taking this, what they have, everything that they have, and they're flipping it and they're making it to work for them. You know what I'm saying? Like to the point where like, it's, it's genius. And the ecosystem that they have revolves around tourism. And it's just a beautiful thing to see like how how well they they treat foreigners. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain unless you see it. You know, I, I bet my wife will like, oh, yeah, I get that. And everyone's listening is like, what the fuck is he talking about? Is this more like just like the, the hospitality and the professionalism and the, and the care that they give um, the resources that they that they have a low, but they just make they make so much out of it. And I do get worried that like with the resorts, like there's a company making all of the beneficial money from it. That's why when we go, we always tip. I, I tipped everybody. The guy filling in our mini bar got a tip for me if I was in the room. You know what I mean? Like the guy making omelets, I tipped him. Like everyone gets tips with, with, with us, period. And that's how you have to go down to those resorts in that mentality. You have to give tips. I saw a kid drop a 10 and I was like, yo, that kid is, that, that kid is taught well. You know what I'm saying? Like he went to, he went to the uh, swim, up, swim up bar, the top part of a swim up bar 
and uh, he just ordered a kids drink and gave him 10. Like that's, that's, that's the energy that we got to have when we go there. We want to like have our, our presence enrich the lives of the people who are serving us um, in that capacity. Um, because it's a hard thing to do for one. I can't serve, you know what I mean? I can't be a server. I, I've, I've tried it when I was younger, but you know, that's, that's a different story. Um, the land is beautiful. The beach was beautiful. The beach was probably the most beautiful beach I've been to outside of Aruba. Um, the water was a little cold because it's December. Um, and you know, they don't, it doesn't get hot there. I know it gets hot. There. It doesn't get cold. there. what I'm saying. What I meant to say, it doesn't really get cold there, but it does get like a little bit chilly at night. Um, but chilly meaning like, you know, 60 degrees, 50 degrees. Uh, but the water does get cold in the, in December, uh, we come to realize. So, um, we couldn't get, be in the water as much as we wanted to. The resort that we went to had a lazy river, which was, we didn't mess with that until, I don't know, Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday of our trip. And it was absolutely fun. I, that's the most water I've been in on that, uh, that week. And it was, it was a lot, loads of fun. So shout out to the Dominican Republic, shout out to the people of, of DR. It was a beautiful experience and I can't wait to go back. And I hate to say it, but we already got it planned for the next trip. But, you know. Moving along. So, yeah. Um, now, let's. I've been arguing on Twitter for the last three days with a bunch of random people who don't have a lot of followers. Why? Because of a New York Post article. Now, I got off of Facebook because of news articles in the comment sections. I can't stop looking at it. I can't stop getting angry at the racism. Um, but this one, it was about the woman whose dog was uh, basically attacking their kid she intervened and the pit bull decided to eat the woman's arms off. So he got both arms off. The husband comes home. Uh, she's sitting in a chair and says, my arms are gone and I'm dying. He takes the pit bull outside, kills the pit bull. She passes, unfortunately. Now, this is a tragedy through and through. And it's very upsetting. It's very scary. It's a, it's a nightmare. 100% recipe to that woman Condolences to her family. Horrible, 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 horrible thing that happened. Now, the comments, that's why I got a little bit angry. Because the comments were like, we need to get rid of all pit bulls. Pit bulls are dangerous creatures. When people learn that these are animals are out of control, and they're naturally aggressive, and they're killers. And I said, you cannot blame a dog if he was raised improperly, dogs are not naturally aggressive. They have to be taught to tap into that aggression, just like a human. And that spewed hundreds of replies and comments. And to the point where Twitter sent me a notification and said, you're getting a lot of comments right now. Do you need to mute? And I said, and I, I told him, I, you know, I said, no, I'm good. You know, I can handle it. Now, Am I wrong for saying that? No. Why am I not wrong for saying that? Because I have a pit bull. Me and my wife, I, I inherited Ace when I met Aaron, and I've loved Ace since I've met Ace. Except for one time, he scared the shit out of me. Now, are pit bulls scary? Yes. Can they fuck you up? Yes. Can an untrained pit bull kill you? Yes. But can a trained pit bull hurt you? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because of Life experience. Ace is not the first pit bull. I raised a pit bull from birth. Didn't had never had a problem. I've never had a I've never had a problem with any pit bull. And the only time I've ever been attacked by a dog, it was a small dog. Now the news sensationalizes and they 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 throw 
uh, these prejudices and these stereotypes on pit bulls. And I think it's race related. I think it's very much akin to how they treat black people. Um, there's 4.5 million pit bulls in America today. Within the last six years, there's been 245 fatal attacks from pit bulls. That's about four or five years. 4.5 million, 245. The math's not adding up that all pit bulls are dangerous. Like, it's just not. If I have a dog and the dog bites my arms off, I did something wrong in this training and this upbringing. We don't know the full story, but we know that's not normal behavior for a dog. Never will be, never was, never going to be. So, having said that, it's, I put the blame on the owners. And I'm going to put the blame on the owners every single time. Because dogs don't naturally want to bite humans' arms off. And if you, you take the same logic with school shootings, right? Like, oh, there's people, people killing, uh, like, people are killing other children, shootings, right? And then you say, well, that's a violent outburst. They're all bad. They kill them all. That doesn't make sense if you put it in that context. But with a dog, it does. I, I don't jive with that. Um, so I, I, will, I will die on this hill. I will stand on, on the fact that pit bulls are not naturally aggressive. And the, the difference between a, a fatal attack and a non-fatal attack is the way the dog was brought up. Now, if you rescue a dog, you don't know what happened before them, right? So you're, you're rolling a dice. But if you have a dog from birth and you raise him right and he, he, you raise him to the best of your ability and he bites your arms off, you did something wrong. You were abusive at some point. That's, I, I, and I, and the, the funny thing is the people who've come to my defense have been people who've had pit bulls, dog trainers, uh, people who run kennels. And it's like, yeah, obviously it's the owner. Owner did something wrong. You know, like it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a normal thing for a pit bull to do. Simple as that. Um, but I digress. Moving on. You know, I, I stand by the pit bulls. I rock with pit bulls. Ace is my best bud in the entire world. Uh, he, I can't imagine a, a universe in which he attacks me. And, or anybody for that matter. But, uh, moving on. Spider-Man No Way Home came out last week. I was really tight that uh, I was not able to see it on opening day. Because I was in the Dominican. I even tried to... Uh, get tickets at a theater, but they were all sold out down there. I was going to watch it in English with Spanish subtitles and I would have been fine with that, but it didn't work out. So I ended up having to delete all my social media and all like every app on my computer, on my iPad, on my, my phone, and just had to log off of everything. And I was like kind of social media silent for a few days because I didn't want anything to get spoiled. And that was one of the best decisions I made. Uh, Sunday morning, we were able to see No Way Home. And I subsequently saw it again Tuesday morning. Um, and uh, it's one of the most amazing and ambitious comic book movies that, that have ever been created. I cried multiple times, both viewings. And for anyone who thinks I'm dead emotionally, I am kind of. But apparently a good Marvel movie will get it up out of me because I cry like a baby in Endgame. And I cried, not, not, like, not, not boo-hoo crying, but tears fell when they were supposed to fall. When the scene is emotional in Spider-Man No Way Home. Really good movie. Kudos to the actors. It pays off very well. If you're a Spider-Man fan like I am, it's one of the. It's just one of those nods. Like, it's a huge thank you. Uh, it, and Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios has been doing this consistently, where they're just paying the fans off with fan service, which is not a rare or crazy thing. It should be a very normal, normalized thing. But somehow it gets uh, kind of uh, with other franchises, <clears throat> DC. It just doesn't happen like that. But 
I mean, as far as being a Marvel fan, which I'm 100% been a Marvel fan nearly my entire life, I have loads of comic books, as I mentioned before. Um, they really do us right, man. And this year has been one of the best years to be a fan of, of Marvel. I mean, you, from the Disney Plus series, from the, the WandaVision, uh, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, What If series, which I loved tremendously. Um, what else am I forgetting? Uh, even the Eternals and the people showing Eternals, but Eternals was, was a good story building movie, um, which I enjoy very much. And I look forward to what else they do with the Eternals and how they incorporate them into the, the mass of MCU. To one of the arguably one of the top five MC movies of the entire catalog, which is Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, love that movie. One of the best movies. Every time I view it, it just it it just makes me just completely excited about Shang Chi and Katie uh, being in the MCU. Um, they, it's all been amazing. It's all been an amazing ride. Hawkeye just wrapped this week, and that was pretty amazing. The fact that they brought in uh, the actors from the actor who played Kingpin in the Netflix. And I don't think that's a spoiler because that came out last week. Uh, that's pretty amazing too. Uh, that means that the Netflix shows or the Disney, Nef- the Marvel Netflix shows, excuse me, can be brought into the MCU. It's that's some awesome shit. And I'm pretty sure everyone's going to get a call to come back in, except for the kid who played Iron Fist. Uh, Cause his shit was trash Gordon. Um, but I'm looking forward to Derek Coulter bringing Luke Cage into the MCU. That sounds amazing. Um, I forgot her name, but the woman who played Jessica Jones, her coming into the MCU, that's going to be fucking amazing. It's all exciting. It's super exciting. Super dope. Um, it's just been a good year for Marvel. Spider-Man knocked it out the park. I feel bad for the Matrix Resurrections just came out yesterday. Because I don't really see how they're going to be able to impact right now with what they did with Spider-Man. And, and the impact that it's having globally. Uh, and plus the fact that Matrix is on uh, HBO Max right now. Which makes me want to watch it on HBO and not go to movie theaters. But I know that I'm not going to appreciate it as much as I would had I gone to the movie theaters to see it. So I'm going to go to the theaters and see it and try to avoid it. Um, now, these big movies that come out, we need to talk about when is it okay to talk about these movies? Because if you noticed, I gave you zero p- plot points on Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm not going to because it's only been out for seven days today. I had a friend um, who, that's the homie, right? I've been homie for a long time, but he made a complete spoiler post, post today. And it kind of pissed me off because... Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you doing that? Like, why the first line of your post is spoiling something? Like, why would you want to ruin that surprise and that excitement for someone else? It it sounds like some deep-rooted psychological shit, right? Like, you must be going through something psychologically that's fucking with you, so you want, like, awesome misery loves company shit. I don't, because I don't understand it. Like, you obviously are doing this because you want attention of some sort, Right? Like you're going to spoil the movie because you want to be acknowledged for something. Whether it's negative or not, you don't care. And that sounds so psychotic to me. And it's so broken. Like, there's no reason to do that shit. Like, there's no logical. I can't imagine seeing something and rushing online, knowing people haven't gotten a chance to see it yet and spoiling it. Now, if I tell you that, you know, such and such happened at the end of Eternals. At this point, it's been out for a few months, you know, okay, right? But seven days on something this big, that's shitty to do, man. And it comes, to, it comes down to troll behavior. And the internet has created this society where trolling is, like, accepted. But for me, and probably for a lot of other people, it's complete loser shit. Spoiling movies 
and getting online and trolling is loser shit. Now I have this thing where if you have if I if, if I get into an argument with you, I don't I can't respect you if I don't know you for one, right? Like if I don't like I'm not I really don't argue with people I don't know. Like if you don't know who I am, I'm not gonna argue with you. And most people don't know who I am, they just know who I post, what I post. But like one thing I noticed in this dog uh situation that I had on Twitter was that all these people had like less than 30 followers some had zero followers and it just seems like those miserable little cunts who just hop on twitter to interact with someone even if it's negative it's just such a weird phenomenon to me like these people like no one likes you in real life because if i started a twitter page and i told people and people saw that i started a twitter page i would think that people would come and and send me a follow if they like me as a person it's the people who i know People who have their phone contacts linked, synced with a Twitter. But you have nobody who likes you or you're, you create this account for the express purpose of being a troll. That's garbage. That's garbage behavior. That's garbage humans. And I, I have no respect. And most of the comments I got, nine times out of ten, I've only saw two people who had a, a decent amount of followers. Now, your self-worth and follower count has nothing to do with it. But if you're being a nasty little piece of shit on Twitter and you have little followers, either you're doing it on purpose or you truly, you truly are a loser. Either way it goes, you're a loser. Because if you're trying to start a fight with someone online, you're a loser. Now, if you want to have an open discussion, different thing, right? Totally different thing. And shout out to this one guy because he stuck it through this guy who's being complete dick and had a two-day conversation with him, and eventually, they, you know, they they they, they left it amicable, and I appreciate to, to see that. But this guy was not trying. Like when I when I was saying what I was saying, he wasn't trying to hear it. Now, obviously, my delivery may be different from that guy's delivery, but at the end of the day, don't get a line to be a dick. And if you spoil a movie or you fight someone or you want to say some call someone an idiot, you're being a dick. And you wouldn't say it to my face because I'll beat the shit out of you. And like, I, you know, I don't want to be like that guy, but like, you won't, like, I'm a six foot three big guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to say it to my face. Don't let the internet be your anonymity to be who you're not. Because you're not tough. You're not a tough guy. I don't talk reckless to people online. Because I don't care. I don't care about strangers online. Like, you're a stranger. Like, I'm not going to let you affect my mood. I'm not going to let you be negative towards me and let it affect my mood. So I'm not going to be negative to you. I'm a positive. I try to be a positive person. I aim for positivity. Everyone should aim for positivity. All that trolling and, and, and vitriol, it's unnecessary, quite ugly. And I think people have rough lives if, if they're falling into that category of doing that. So shout out to my homie who spoiled uh, the no way home. I thought that was trash behavior. I called him out on it and you know, it is what it is, but Hey, it is what it is. I like to keep the episode short. You know how I do. Sorry for missing last week. I was going to film one in Dominican, but I just, I was on vacation. And I thought to myself, when I, when, why am I stressing about this? You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is, dude. And maybe next time I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I don't know. I'll do an episode from Dominican. I have no idea. It might happen, it might not. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Rent Free with Tech Supreme. This is a different setup that I have than normal. Um, I think the audio is a little bit off, so I'm going to have to do some adjustments with it because I right now I... Normally, I do it in the camera, and then I move it to there, and then I sync it up with an audio program. But this time, I did it all in Studio OBS. So I want to see how, if this makes it a little bit easier just to hit record, record and start talking. Um, but again, thank you for checking out the episode. 
Hit the like button if you liked it. Hit the share button if you can. I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next time. Um, take care of yourselves. Be careful out there. It's a crazy world. And happy holidays from my family to your family. Peace and good night. Let's see your head rent free.